0: straight talk uncut hey what's going on everybody's tell us back with another edition of straight talk uncut and this episode is being recorded on November 18th 2016 and the quote for this episode goes like this everything I've ever done was out of fear of being mediocre again Everything I've ever done was out of fear of being mediocre, and that's by Chet Atkins. So when we were talking about that, talking about um, fear, and, and I mean, you, you, we always hear that uh, you know what we fear most is is success. We fear uh, public speaking. There's a lot of things that you use fear as the catalyst to why you're not doing something um, but there's another side of that and, and I think he he put it he put it, he, he put it um, succinctly when he said everything he's done and I, I'm assuming I'm just gonna assume that he's talking about all the work, all the hard work, all the chances he, he's taken into becoming uh, a better musician better artists all the things he's done was out of fear even even though those things were you know maybe maybe he feared putting himself out there like that but what he feared more than that was being mediocre meaning he had the guts to say yeah this one thing may scare me it may it may scare me to try out something new in this music industry i'm gonna I'm gonna try something that's never been done, and that's scary. But what's even more scarier than that is just being average, being mediocre, being just like every other artist that has picked up a guitar. You know, it just just being like every other country's music musician. He feared that. The, he feared that the most. And and that's what it's a matter of fact. It it takes guts to do that. It takes. Um, it takes something that that is, that, that propels some of us to understand that notion of not wanting to be common, not wanting to be average it, all, all of us have it that, this is my belief all of us have that but only a few of us cannot let it beat us down you know, well mean, let, me put, let me put it that way so all of us have that notion of wanting to be extraordinary at whatever we do or something that we're not doing but want to do whether you're, you're watching a movie you're seeing somebody do something that you would like to do or that you had an inclination to do but it sounds just dumb maybe even just acting not, not even something in the movie maybe just the fact of acting but you, you know, but you, for some reason, for whatever is your the way you were brought up, that you can't do that, um, you know, you tamp it down. You know, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go get get a job, go to work, whatever. And you don't have the guts to do it. And then what happened? And you just get complacent. It's easy for you to not go against the grain because it is, it is. It, it's like outwardly it's easier, but it destroys you on the inside. And it all comes down to they just use a simple word guts let's talk about guts having the guts or the courage to do something let's talk about how some people seem to have an infinite amount of courage or lack of fear at least on the surface at least from all all who, who are watching and why some people don't even have the courage to, you know, cold call, to call and, 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 and get a, uh, a discrepancy in the bill cleared up. Why some people are just afraid of confrontation because of some, some assumed or some imagined outcome. And I'm talking about myself, not not. I mean, this is how I used to be. This is this is how I used to be. So I get a text from. Um, I got a text from a friend. Actually, let me start from here. Let me start over. What this kid, this, this this, is sort of two things that made me want to talk about this. So I was working out doing my last day of um, my my seven day, 300 rep workout, and I finished this morning with. a oh, uh, an awesome time like i said on my last podcast when i started it took me just under 30 minutes to complete the full routine 300 reps and you know I, I told you guys about it um and the second day i shaved like a minute off and then i kept shaving time off so the first day it was like 29 and a half minutes then today when i finished it was just under 22 minutes It was about 21 and a half minutes and like to i mean there were some aspects of it that seemed a little bit easier like i recovered quicker during uh between like the first the first one the first day was just horrible and i I, I mentioned that to you guys i had been drinking the night before so the first night the first day i did it was just i mean i thought i was going to (laughs) die but um and then it got some exercises got easier. The, the only exercise really that stayed hard, that seemed just just like I I couldn't recover as quick after it. What was were the burpees? And I, I mentioned that also. But um, when I was listening to this, I, I again I was listening to another motivational like one of those motivational compilation videos, right? And there was this one that I never heard before. Uh, you know, I picked a new one. I can't remember. The, I'm gonna to shout out these guys who put together these things because, man, they do an awesome job. Um, but I, I, I was listening to a new one that came up on my recommendation, so I was like, all right, it was like 42 minutes, and I try to pick. I try to always find the ones that are longer than my workout, so you know, so it don't go to something else that i that I, I don't want playing. But um, so the first guy who was speaking in this compilation. I mean, i I'd never heard him before But what, what he was speaking was just so real I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was He wasn't doing like this preaching talk He was he was preaching, he was talking like A guy that you would hang out with You know, he wasn't like Using these Cliché sort of rhythms Or anything He was just talking Like if you had a big brother Or uncle, uh, uncle that gave a shit about you, um, you You know what I mean? Like he, he was just talking like real down to earth, so at the end of it, when I finished my workout, I wanted to see who the guy was. And then in the, in the video, the, the comment said, I mean, the um, the description said Greg Split, but that was wrong. I'm assuming that was wrong because it was a huge coincidence that when I typed in Greg Splitt, like Split, like S P L I T, what came up was a guy named Greg Plitt, P L I T T and he was a fitness trainer and evidently he had like a reality show reality tv show i'd I never heard of it but um he was an ex-ranger armor ranger and um i mean you know the guy ripped ripped guy you can tell he was a fitness model fitness trainer or whatever i mean you can tell he was he was practicing what he was preaching but what was what was sort of uh Sad about it though is The guy I guess he died a few years I'm not sure I, I, I guess a few years ago maybe Um Like doing some sort of He was filming something and, and got hit by a train So I was like Of course I go down the rabbit hole I start looking up more Looking up more about this guy So I go on YouTube And this guy is just Going berserker style With his workouts I'm like And he's like younger than me You know Um i think when he died he was 37 he was born in 77 i was born in 74 so he's younger than me but the guy is just like an animal you know and in all the stuff he was doing you know i'm like like this this guy has an attitude of he can't be stopped it's it, it just like i mean i'm i'm only i'm, just, I'm you know like, again i just discovered this guy this morning so i i don't know his full so I'm just saying by my for my first observations from my first perceptions um I was like this guy has I mean to be an army ranger you have to well it, it's assumed that you have a certain level of <laughs> n- no fear a certain level of courage just with that alone just with that title alone let alone all the other stuff he was doing but I guess he uh he died in an accident when he was trying to Outrun a train and something went wrong. I couldn't find like a video of it. I just saw some stories and saw some interviews of, um, you know, people that work with him, other fitness trainers that I recognize. But I guess he was real big. And and actually, I saw a cover. That was a cover of Muscle Muscle and Fitness, and I recognized him from that. And I was like, because you know, when you see these guys on Muscle and Fitness, you don't unless it's a celebrity, you know, or unless it's someone you know. You know what I mean, like i see a lot of these guys on muscle and fitness or like inside muscle and fitness a lot of times it's like just a random guy like uh demonstrating the workouts and stuff like that you know you have no idea who they are but you know there's a whole story behind behind the people so i recognized the guy's face i was like oh yeah i've seen that guy on, on magazine covers before but uh you know i, I was just i mean this guy and 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 this was just from again just from my brief observation and what I learned this morning, I think he he had an accident trying to outrun a train. That was like this CGI video. It was in a foreign language, I think. Um, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, it was in. If I if I'm remembering, because I know there was some news stories, but I think there was a there was a uh, somebody put together like this CD, CGI type, almost like what you would see on true tv like like uh one of those shows when they're reenacting the scene but it's like computer generated animation you know it was kind of one of those things and it looked like he was out trying to outrun a train at least for a certain distance and i I mean i'm thinking he was going to outrun the train or run and then jump off i mean i i have no idea i have no idea of of the whole story but to even think that you can do that I mean, to even like, like, who, who would try to attempt that other than someone that think they can be stopped? You know what I mean? And I know that's a that's a um, a really really extreme example. But he was doing other stuff like he would pull a car. He was there was one video of him pulling his car towards him and then he jumping up and then stopping the car. You know, I mean, it's it just. He was diving off cliffs. He was like, um, uh, you know, climbing down waterfall walls. You know, it was like like propelling down walls. Just just a lot of different things. That, that, like like this guy just had no fear. And and a friend of mine had uh text me. We we, we were I think we were talking about an author, right? And he he said something to the effect that. Uh, uh, he don't think he would have the guts to, to be like that guy. And I didn't even respond to that text because I was like, "Oh, actually, no, I did. I said, I have the guts. I said something like, I, I said, I have no problem with, you know, I have the guts, but it was, uh, I can't remember what I said. It was like, I had my own excuses for not being what I want to be. And, and, and like, fear and, and not having the guts has nothing to do with it. But I, I remember being like that. I remember being like not wanting to stand out or not wanting to draw attention. And then I was thinking about I was like, why? For what? I th- I think it wasn't after it wasn't until after I had my kids that um that I I, I that I gained. I mean I I I always, I, I always had like a certain level of you know, like, I don't care, I don't care what people thought about me, like, I've, I've always been like that, like, I don't try to please people or impress, you know, things like that, um, I, I was never that guy, but there was always still something holding me back as far as, like, doing stuff in business that I knew you had to do, but I was, like, for some reason, it, was, it wasn't just that it didn't resonate with me, it was just that, I felt awkward doing it and I couldn't put something I couldn't put a thing on it and it was because I didn't want to I didn't want to be the cliche thing you know what I mean like uh, in, in sales uh, I remember even when I when I was selling insurance we would get leads like people would request more information and I was the type of dude that'd be like well you know once we get from my lead manager I would ask I would ask uh, well how did they say they want to be they want to receive the information You know what I mean because I was I was like did they did they explicitly say they want a phone call you know that's how I was I was like no I don't want to be calling somebody who didn't say who said they don't want to be called and you know the lead managers would always say well they don't specify they just say they want to receive the information so here's the phone list you give you call them And and some went well you know in some like i was even i was even impressed by myself by even just when i started you know you have these lead sheets and picture glenn glenn gary glenn ross if you ever seen that show when um either sheldon or you know any one of them guys would be on the phone calling and they would have like this script it was that whole thing and they just always seemed like even like even we didn't even really have we had scripts but they but the company I worked for the company it was actually a good company it was it was it was totally me I could have made a lot I could have made a ton of money I made a I made money in the short amount of time time I worked there what ended up killing it for me was I was going on a, a call one day and my car broke down and I just like in the middle of nowhere and I had to call a friend uh who was still in the Air Force he was still here but he was getting ready to uh he was he was getting orders, to uh to someone to somewhere else, and I was actually going to help him drive, drive back, but uh, luckily he was there. So he called. He this was like, ten, 10 o'clock in the morning, I, probably even earlier. But it was on I twenty five. It just broke. I just broke down, in the middle. Just just my car just broke down. Just no warning, nothing. Right. So I called him, and I was like you know he was like kind of laughing you know I, I kind of miss having friends like that to where you can be in a situation like that and they call you call them you know they're going to help but they got to give you shit about it right so he ended up showing I know I'm off the store for a little bit but I got to tell you this so he showed up he had like a case of beer in the back truck he's like well guess you off work today and I was like you know and I was like yeah it's going to be just one of those days you know and, and um, so I ended up getting the car towed, cost me a lot of money that I didn't have. Um, but lucky enough, I had made some sales that previous week that ended up just breaking even. Like so, I was I was back to zero. He got my car fixed, but I was back to zero. Anyway, um, so so the, the job was it wasn't the, the, a lot of these sales jobs get a bad rep um, from people leaving it just because they can't do what it takes. And I, I wasn't able to do what it what it took to to you know to To uh, to make it, and and I think it was because I was being too trying to be too like I don't know what the word is like like I wanted too much information, you know what I mean? Instead of like looking at looking at it as I'm serving a need. If somebody, I you know, I'm not calling people who who never. I mean, this wasn't even cold calling. These were leads. These were people who wanted the information and I was still hesitant. I mean, it's like people saying, "Please give me the information." Now I was still hesitant. So I think if, if, if in my case, it was more of I didn't want to be seen as the sleaze bag salesman, sleaze bag insurance agent. When if that's not me, why should I why am I worried about that? You know what I mean? So 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 after that, I started. I started getting these sales jobs, like you know, I sold cars and stuff like that. And each one, I, each time I did it, I gained more and more experience. I gained, more, I learned more and more about myself, and and and, and like and, and actually a lot more about customers too. Like, what you know, what clients want, you know, when what, what do they expect with a salesperson? Whatever you're selling, if you're selling your your graphic design service your your photography service if you're a real estate agent if you're a car salesman whatever whatever if you feel like you are providing a needed service then all that other stuff is gonna fall by the wayside so that's where it starts you gotta feel like you are worth their time that's that's what that's what you gotta feel like you gotta feel like hey I'm gonna do a job for them I'm going to do an awesome job for them. I'm going to take care of them, and it's worth it to them to be engaging in conversation with me about whatever I'm selling. It's worth it to them. That's how you got to. That's that's the attitude you got to have because if you don't, if you think you're doing something wrong, then of course you're gonna you're gonna you know if you're a good person, it, it's 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 natural that you feel that a little bit because you don't want to bother anyone, you don't want to upset anyone. That's just that. That's just. You know, if, if you were just a true, a good-hearted, honest person, that's going to be natural. But the way to, the way that I broke out of this is knowing that I'm I'm not taking advantage of them. Matter of fact, they should be they should be glad to be talking to me, so they won't get someone that's going to take advantage of them. That's how you gotta. That's how you gotta look at it. And you almost gotta have a, a just a just a little bit. Not not arrogance, but so much confidence in your ability to take care of them that, on the outside, people that are looking at you, it seems like arrogance or it seems like ego. But you know it's not. You know it's just confidence in that you're going to take care of your customer, your client. You're going to take care of that person. That's that's how you gotta. That's how you gotta go about that. And for so long, it, it you know it took me a, a lot of a lot of working through to get to that point. You know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't just happen. I just had to, you just have to sit down and figure out why do you feel the way you feel about certain things. And and, and let's be honest, if you are in any kind of business where you working for yourself, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care what it is. If you in any kind of business where, unless you hire somebody to do this for you, but usually at the start, Usually at the beginning, you're the one doing it. You're the one advertising yourself. You're the one that's going to be the face of your business, whether it's online, whether it's, you know, um, in person, whatever. You're going to be the face, and you're going to have to, you're going to have to develop the guts to do that. The guts to know that you're a good person and you're providing. A needed service. You're providing a valuable service to them, and um, and you shouldn't feel bad about contacting any anyone about your products and services. That's that's just it. The, yeah, it's almost like this. It's like, okay, if you if you just think you don't have the guts, it's almost like this. Say you say this is this is extreme. I just actually thought about this. Like, say you're you're at the zoo. You you were at the zoo with your kid. With your nephew, with with someone you love, someone you care about, you you at the zoo, right? And then, and a, a, a tiger. No, no, this is this is a little some some more like just vicious. I heard that I heard it was a book I was reading, and I heard that a uh, a leopard is the most like most vicious uh, big cat because it uses its its front paws and back and back paws to like just devour and and just ravage their prey so let's say a leopard so you 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 at, the, you at the zoo a leopard escaped but you don't know it right so you get to a certain point at the zoo and the, the person you were with they're in front of you and then they just stop and you're like well what the hell then you stop too because you don't know what's going on then you look around them and there's a leopard say a leopard like uh, 10 feet in front of them and, they, and the leopard stopped to just eye it eyeing eyeing the person right in front of you whoever that person is friend, family member uh, spouse daughter, son, nephew whatever, niece you know and they just stop they don't know what to do now what are you going to do what are you going to do as far as having the guts to to do something are you you just going to like well I guess uh you know, I guess shit happens the way it happens. Then you're going to just take off running and then leave them to be the prey? What, what are you going to do? I guess it depends on the, the person. Say it's somebody you really, really love. Not not somebody you just care about. <laughs> let's say it's somebody, the, the person you love the most in this world. Let's let's, you, let's, let's take it there, right? So what are you going to do? Are you going to, like, take the place of that person in order to save their life and, and you get ravaged while they escape? are you just going to jet on them? Now think about that analogy and think about if you're trying to start your business or you're trying to run your business, you're trying to gain more business, and it's your livelihood. This is the thing that you want to be your legacy. This is the thing that's gonna pay your bills. this is This is the thing that you're gonna leave to your your kids. This is the thing that's gonna set you apart from the average people. That that working nine to five every day in in hopes to you know have something save up, saved up to to, you know to live on and not be placed in a retirement home when you get old. And, you know, this is gonna be the thing that's gonna propel you from being common, from being the common man. Right? And the only thing between your, your your dream of total freedom as far as financial freedom is the telephone what are you going to do there's there's you there's the telephone and then there's the client on the other side what are you going to do are you just going to be like well i guess you know that's not for me you know that client is that leopard the telephone is the thing you love the most and the only thing that's standard in 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 this case it seems it seems ridiculous, right? Because that person on the other side can't ravish you like a leopard. Well, the only thing they can say is no. Uh, they can hang up on you. They can curse you out. But they can't take their front and back claws and, and just tear into your guts. They can't do shit to you. But that's the thing. It was like, why You know, why is that so frightening to people? Why was that so frightening to me when I when I you know try to do cold calling it's nothing when you look at the big picture of things it is nothing it's more dangerous driving to a nine to five than cold calling think about that it's more it's more dangerous getting into your car every day you're more likely to you're more likely to die getting into your car driving to work than you are picking up a phone calling somebody and trying to get business Now, when you think about it like that, don't that seem ridiculous? It seems absolutely ridiculous that we are so fearful. Even even like, you know, public speaking. You're more likely to die driving to the place you're supposed to be publicly speaking than you are to die on the stage public speaking. Unless you just get so, so, so afraid, you, you die of a heart attack right there on the stage. Think about that. You got people that don't want to do that. Mean, I mean, almost every day when, while I'm listening to a podcast or, yeah, a podcast or watching a YouTube video, I come up with another idea of of creating a YouTube channel or another podcast or something like that. You know, and, and I'm like, and, and then I'll pitch it to somebody and they're like, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to. And, I, you know, and, and, and every time I do that, every time I pitch something like that to somebody, I'll be like, you know what, fuck, I'm going to stop pitching stuff not even pitching it like i want part of it just like giving it to an idea to somebody who i who i see who i think may have the motivation to do it but then i be like you know it's so disappointing working with unmotivated people it's just so so disappointing um but but just start contextualizing and putting things in perspective like that like what can happen what can that person on the other side? Uh, only thing they can do is be mad. If they if they didn't want to be bothered, only what can they do? They can be mad for a split second. That's it. People, we forget how short our attention spans are. Unless somebody just come up to you and punch you in the face, you won't remember. The, the most of the last uh, is a is a day, and and I say like. <laughs> so sometimes something happened in traffic and I think about it about it for a day. But then it's like I totally forget about it. You know, I I forget like matter of fact <laughs> that was somebody that uh that pulled in front of like no no actually they didn't pull in front of me. I let them in, but they didn't like wave or nothing. They didn't give me a and it was it's, this this is at the school. Uh the traffic's so back up at school, like there's this unwritten kind of thing we do that we, you know, for every car that goes the car behind let another car in so we do that and this is just like a thing we do we don't have to you know we don't have to but we just do it and so i was letting this uh i was letting this person in and then you know usually people wave throw up a hand they say oh thank you or something but this person didn't so i told my daughter i said remember that car i said we're not gonna let them in again (laughs) then she's like okay dad (laughs) <laughs> so every day and I know I shouldn't do this teaching her bad this is just this is so bad so so the next day or oh, so now every day <laughs> when we when we do that she's like all right dad remember the white car and I'm like huh like I told her, I forgot but she's remembering and she's like you remember there was a white car and there was that red car with the the BMW letters on it you don't want to let them in and I'm like And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I had totally forgot about it. And I was just laughing about it, that she took it so seriously. And she actually remembered. And I was like, that's hard. That's First of all, that's horrible. And then I told her, I I actually told her, I said, you know what? We're going to let them go. I said, maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe they were talking to their kids and something and then, you know, or they threw up their hands and I just said, she's like, oh, yeah, you probably right. But it was just funny how I totally forgot about it. And she was still remembering. Like she still had uh you know, she still remembered exactly. So I was like, that's funny. But my point is, I totally, I had totally forgot, you know, I, I totally forgot. I mean, cause I kind of said it in jest. I was just kind of like being funny, but she totally remembered and I, I actually forgot. So, so just remember that, man. It's like if you have a service, a valuable service that people need, you, you're actually doing a disservice, not, not trying to uh, serve people with it you know what i mean like if you're just gonna sit and wait till people find you most good things don't find people it's up to you to 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 seek the people that need it bad stuff find people all the time that's me being pessimistic but you know what i mean so 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 start thinking about like that's 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 what got me out of it i was like nobody who, who can hurt me for calling them and, and meanwhile, I get caught. We get we get spam phone calls all the time. Most of the time, you know, especially on our landline, we never answer because we only use that for like school messages, emergency responses from the schools and from the uh, the, the the county uh, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 if I I don't recognize the phone number, I don't answer anyway. So th- there you go. It's like no harm, no foul. But all this all all of this is just to say that courage in, in in having the guts to do something comes from like what's what's worse doing it or not doing it that's it that's that's the simple truth and most of the time the 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 thing we're facing is not anything that's gonna cause death like like the dude um Trying to run outrun a train. Yeah, that's the he he that could cause him death. But most of us, we are not doing anything like that. The thing that we're trying to build up courage for is not gonna call us cause us death. That's that's the irony of it. The things that we fear on a day-to-day basis, or the thing that, that we are afraid to do that can propel our business, or if you're in a, in a job, the thing that can prepare you to that next Pay raise that next uh, promotion is is not anything that's going to kill you. It may cause you some time. It may cause you some some strategizing or or to coming up with a game plan. But it's not it's not going to kill you. That that's that's the thing. That's the thing we have to look at. We have to put that thing those things in perspective. Like, am I really, like, uh, am I going to sit here and let this thing that can't kill me? win? That's the way you gotta look at it. And once you start looking at it like that, you will laugh at it. It becomes a game. It becomes fun. It becomes something you look forward to. Because you conquered it. It's like it's like playing um It's like playing a a video game or something. And and you 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 beat it on normal mode. But you I mean you you're not ready to get rid of it. So what are you going to do? You're going to play it again, but now you're going to play it on medium. Then when you beat on medium, you're going to play it on hard. Then when you beat on hard, you're going to play it on like berserker mode. You're going to play it, you're going to you're going to want to make it harder. And that's what you're going to do in life. The thing when you when you overcome that thing, you're going to say, "Oh, that was that's that's all these years that's what I've been afraid of." Then you're going to be like, "Okay, how can I challenge myself a little bit more?" How you know, and then once you make that next peg. Oh man, okay, how can I challenge myself even more? You know, and and, and that's how like that's how they the, the, the I mean that's how the the, the 1% stay the 1%. That's the biggest difference. They figured it out and they keep doing it over and over. You know, is there a reason why uh uh Warren Buffett, you know, he he lived in a, a house in Omaha that he paid thirty thousand dollars for when he's a he's a billionaire? Cause it's not about that stuff. He's he his game is measured by how how many zeros he can get in his bank account. That's that's his normal mode, that's his hard mode, that's his berserker mode. He's like, How far can I take it? And 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 you know, kudos to him. Is that the way he measures it? Kudos to him. No, no, you know, nobody can begrudge him for that. You know, we always have people that begrudge people by like, how much money do you need? Well, if, they've, if they have accomplished so much and, and the only measure they have in their life is, you know, and the other thing is a lot of these people, they give a lot of money away. If their measure is how much money they can make and how much money they can give away, kudos to them. Bravo. Bravo. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that because, you know, you have a lot of people saying help and you can't help anybody when you broke. You can't help anybody when you're the one needing help. You know, and if you sit around and stay afraid of doing the thing that's going to propel your business to that next level, to break out from that statistic of, you know, one out of every whatever, whatever businesses fail, one out of whatever uh, photographers, you know, end up taking the second job, one out of every blah, 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 don't make it. And then, you, you know, you go to TV, you go to YouTube and you see, you know some top photographer just just killing it He hes not he's not worried about those statistics because he's like yeah they don't i'm I wasn't in that statistic i'm I'm living life happily i'm I'm living my life all right that's it I'm off my uh podium I'm off my uh my my rent for the day um tell us at straighttalkuncut.com is where you can send questions comments concerns whatever. I'm gonna start taking questions on the podcast. So, so send in your question, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about. If you got a a concern, if you got like something you want to hear me talk about, tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know I talk straight about. This has been straight talking cut. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you in the next episode.